When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash stuffpodcast and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a free title and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash stuffpodcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Star Wars Stuff Podcast, where we talk all things Star Wars. My name is David. I'm Sam. I'm Brooke. I'm Ray. And the lead story today is a story that actually happened a couple weeks ago, and I was just kind of waiting on what the blowback was going to be and if we got any developments on it. But Bob Chapek accidentally said there was a Han Solo project in the works, but then quickly corrected himself and said, no, Boba Fett. So, is there a chance that there's like some Han Solo stuff happening in the background we just don't know about yet? Um, it, was he maybe thinking about Lando? I know it was Solo Make Solo Two Happen Day around that time period. So, do you guys think that uh, there's something happening? I could see like a. So I don't really feel like we need like a Solo Two. Like, I don't know if we need to explore Han Solo anymore, but, like, seeing what's going on with, like, Kira. So, like, I don't know if we would call it Han Solo 2 or Solo 2, but, like, a continuation of the events, like, at the end of Solo. That's what I would love to see. I mean, we saw Darth Maul at the end of Solo, and that was yeah. very, like, what? If you're not, right. you don't you can't, know like, that just... Darth Maul didn't die. That's you shocking. can't just like leave that off and like not continue yeah. that story. Like, what's he doing? Like, what's what's him and Kira up to? Like, mm-hmm. I think we'll yeah. get that in Kenobi a little bit. Sorry, there you go. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Um, I think it have to do with the Lando stuff. Um, they might be incorporating Han into that secretly. Um, or I would love like a like Brooke said a solo too that follows more like Kira and what she's up to with Darth Maul. Well, yeah, I got. I guess to go back to the original point, I, I can see it either way that Bob Chapek misspoke, or there might be something. But I, I'm kind of inclined to say he just misspoke, if I'm 100 percent honest. Um, but I don't know. I don't know, David. What do you think? You brought it up. Yeah, it's one of those tough ones. It it, it could either go either way because we had all the make solo two stuff happen. It was trending on Twitter. It's a day that happens every year now. Um, But one of the big developments that happened, um, a major character from Solo actually returned to the comics. And they just released an issue. And apparently, during the transit where Boba Fett took Solo and Carbonite to Jabba's palace, Solo was stolen from Boba Fett. And the person who was behind all that in the comics was, I guess, is a, a spoiler for the comics, if you haven't read it, if you're reading the comics. It's Kira. Kira's back in, in the Star mm. Wars universe. So maybe they have plans for Amelia Clark to rejoin Disney or Star Wars. She's already back with Disney. She's going to be in Secret Invasion with Marvel. So maybe there's a chance for her to kind of reprise her role. And I totally agree with Brooke that... Maybe there shouldn't be a solo two happening. Maybe there should be an inclusion of those characters to a future show or a, an unannounced show like Crimson Dawn. I mean, mm-hmm. th- that's something I think all the fl- all the fans have been kind of asking for and thinking that yeah, that's a very kind of 
commonsensical show to actually be announced and, and to happen because you have Darth Maul, Ray Parks ready to go. You have Amelia Clark. Um, they could do flashbacks, of course, with Dryden Voss. And Dryden Voss actually might be appearing in the Bad Batch, I think. Um, there's a possibility Ooh. for that. So, Because um, we all saw him in Clone Wars Season 7, off to the side. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm totally down for for anything involving those characters in Solo. And, of course, Alden Ehrenreich is around. He's he's still acting. He'll, he's still doing stuff. And, of course, you got uh, the new Chewbacca, Jonas Swatomo. So those guys are still they're still in it. They're available. They're active. And we haven't heard anything for Lando. Um, that's one of the shows that some people are kind of confused on um, because Donald Glover wasn't announced, and we know he's not signed yet. And if he is signed, we don't know about it. And we do know that he just signed a big deal with Amazon to do uh, new content for them. So um, I don't know. It's it's it can go either way with that uh, misspeak there. But it got a lot of people excited. Well, a lot of people me, on the Solo Two bandwagon. Let me say this. Let's talk about Book of Boba Fett for a hot second. Okay. Um, I kind of think they they need to make that a standalone show in some way. Right. And so they need to develop Boba Fett's character in some way. Right. And they still haven't really explained how he got out of the Sarlacc pit. Right. In live right. action or anything. They, they mentioned that it kind of happened in uh, Mandalorian. We haven't seen that. So I kind of wouldn't be surprised if they show like a lot of older stuff during Return of the Jedi era. Right. Um, in that show. And so then maybe we see even Han Solo and Carbonite for a hot second or something. Or maybe Kira shows up. I mean, I wouldn't even be. I wouldn't rule it out that we see those characters in Book of Boba Fett. I mean, if they're, if they're making a whole show about Boba Fett, I would imagine they would in some way give his origin, quote unquote, post Return of the Jedi. Um, so there you go. I'm just throwing that out there. It could be, it could be thrown in with that. I can't imagine they just kind of leave us off where we're at after Mandalorian season two in Book of Boba Fett. And we kind of just go from there. I think they have to in some way develop those characters. I feel like they're going to have to do like some kind of like flashbacks and stuff. Just like it would just make sense. And also just it's just cool to get to see those flashbacks and like see a little bit of Han maybe. Like maybe he's like like one of those like really like quick little like blips where you just see like a little bit of him. But like. Yeah. I mean, I want to see Han Solo and Carbonite if they could like yeah. do something. Because I mean, come on, if you're in uh, Jabba's palace, you got to, you know, got to nod to those things. I wouldn't be surprised if we see some some like uh Oh, Max Rebo something maybe or you know <laughs> I know Colin's not here I was looking around and it's like oh no we see like the remnants <laughs> of the the piano in the corners yeah, you guys want to just talk about Max Rebo for 20 minutes just uh... <laughs> the entire podcast without him do you know how mad he would be <laughs> I'm gonna make him a shirt that just says do you have a moment to talk about our lord and savior Max Rebo oh my gosh you'll never <laughs> stop you'll never stop wearing it with Rebo, his wife, and like his two little kids. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Sam. The Boba Fett show, we have to hit the ground running. And bringing established characters, maybe Alden, uh, I think would be the way to go to kind of tie in and connect more stuff. Um, I was kind of wondering this week, and I think I've been wondering for a while now, are Favreau and Filoni getting a mandate from Disney to do more tie-in since it, since it works so great with season one, season two of Mandalorian. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's a cash cow. I mean, it, it brings in so much money now and that makes you wonder about Grogu's involvement. And are we going to see Grogu in Boba Fett, the book of Boba Fett? I mean, that's a possibility. So yeah, I mean, I personally hope they try to, like, I hate when they just throw, like, like, oh, yeah, and this character was here during this time, which there's no reason that character should have been in that part of the galaxy at that time in the timeline, right? So I kind of like to minimize that stuff. It's cool here and there, but I mean, personally, I hope they kind of just tell their own story with all new characters if they could, with some tie ties in, because you need that in some way. I guess that's what I hope, but I, I get that they want to throw as much stuff connecting things as possible but i mean yeah the original star wars movies weren't good because they obviously they had nothing to tie into mm -hmm. but uh that's what made them so good so 
Yeah, I love like meaningful tie-ins where it's like it just it makes sense that like a character would be there. Like it's just it's really cool and like I love how like all it's all connected. So I love to see that. But when they throw things in that just just to throw things in just for fan service, that's what I'm kind of like, uh, like I don't well, like that. I know so. we we're having this we we're having this conversation. I think it was with Colin at least about the uh, the Pod Racer engine in Mandalorian season two being. <laughs> Anakin's and I know we've no. had this discussion before yeah <laughs> but if for whatever reason they did canonize that like that's the kind of stuff that's like no that makes zero sense and that's right. totally just to just to right. do it just, that, exactly that, that would be an example of a not good tie-in yes so, so did we get a final verdict on that uh, is that that's not I Anakin's don't think it pod. is I don't think it is I think it might be a similar model right that's my thing at the same time I guess it could be I don't think we have any like official. I think most of the consensus is is not, mm. but I don't recall seeing any like official official like yes or no. See, but I've talked to people who are like absolutely convinced it is the Podracer engine from Phantom Menace. So, well, I think at like the very least, it could be like the same prop or model used from the film. They could have just like recycled it, but like storyline wise, it would be different. So you you it like a different model kind of a thing. So they look the same, not actually the same piece in universe. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, well, the current like, situation is Patissa and Moochie. Yeah. <laughs> People oh are goodness. thinking that that was the the rancor that Luke killed in front of the Jedi, but it's clearly not. It's. Well, I, I'm trying to rationalize that because it seems weird to me that like Jabba would have two rancors, and around kind of the same couple decades like i don't get why moochie would not be the the rancor from return of the jedi because why would they have two rancors but why not why not why why, yeah why does he why does he just have to have one call it on the phone for like 45 (laughs) minutes about this um i know he said that multiple times why aren't we podcasting we just Um, need to start anytime we have a star wars conversation we just got to be recording you never know it might be good yeah Always, I don't know. I kind of think they retro canonized the fact that that was Moochie in Return of the Jedi. So I I feel like it's not because you kind of form a little bit of an attachment to Moochie, right? Like it's like they save her, right? They said it was a she. Mm-hmm. For that to be the rancor that like you know Luke Skywalker is going to like slaughter, it just kind of feels dirty. But why would you, know? you freaking, why would you have <laughs> like, Bid Fortuna there, right? Show up with a rancor. Hey, we know Bid Fortuna. We know we know a rancor that exists. Because it's all it's all under Jabba's palace. Like there is not a single like casual viewer who watched that episode who did not make, oh my goodness, it's the rancor from Return of the Jedi. And because people have that, that's the only possible reaction you could have watching that episode like no I, I when i saw it i was like oh shoot it's the rancor from return right of the Jedi. no because that's that's what i was thinking i was like oh no like that was my reaction <laughs> like oh no i saw this legit rancor be murdered so that just that's why i feel like it can't be <laughs> i don't know i don't care but, but i i think it, i don't know if it was colin who i was talking to who said like if that was that rancor why would his or her trainer not be there you know yeah, Malachi. that's what I brought up to him, so he must have gotten that from me. So yeah, I, like I said, I don't remember who I was talking to. So that was a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they clearly that I don't remember what's what's the uh, the rancor from uh, Return of the Jedi's name. I didn't know that name until Patissa. I, yeah, Patissa. So, I didn't know that until this last week. Yeah. So yeah, that's an aftermath. Uh, a novel by uh, Chuck okay. Wendig. He names the rancor, and um, yeah, Patissa is male. And Moochie is female, and I totally agree go. with Brooke. I mean, there it could go. be two different rancors. I mean, yeah, we might find good. out in the book of Boba Fett that Jabba has a huge, like, underground bullpen of rancor cages. I mean, it, I mean I that know. sounds like a very Jabba thing to have. Yeah, yeah. So, or maybe Moochie will show up in Book of Boba Fett as well. That's maybe? a possibility, or other I stuff. Know. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. So did you guys see the story about Disney Plus changing the rise of Skywalker? I no. saw it that it happened. No. It, what, just, what is this? It's just coloring, right? I haven't watched this. Oh, yet. is that it? So yeah, it's 
that's the major thing. So the Rise of Skywalker has a blue tint to it. And um, we don't know who approved it, uh, what executive or even JJ wanted to do this, but they removed the filter that, that has like a blue tint on the film. So it matches the other films more closely. Uh, but there are other details uh, as far as what they did. Um, it's kind of kind of vague, but it has to do with some of the subtitles as well. I don't think it's anything major. Um, I think they changed some of the uh, the sound uh, dissemination. Uh, but I mean, changing the movies that's that's kind of like borderline. Like that's kind of a no no <laughs> in a way, unless it's. I approved mean, by George Lucas. George Lucas changed but of a lot. Course, changing, right, right. changing yeah. coloring is one thing because that really doesn't yeah. change the film. But going any deeper than that, that's kind of like, ew. Like. Um, I mean, we're, we're in a weird time where they can do that, though. I mean, they, they got out, they removed Gene's guy from Mandalorian. Right. It's, it's weird. Like, we've never had that with cinema before where they could retcon Right, so if we were back in time a little bit, we would have bought the DVD Blu-ray and would have had Gene's guy permanently Yeah, and would have had to get a special edition to remove him. And also the helicopter from Boba Fett that they removed as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they could do these things. And it was like an eagle-eyed viewer that kind of noticed it and posted it on Twitter that kind of caught like wildfire. But yeah, there's an article here... um, that says they also fixed the subtitles that the original theatrical and home release got wrong. Um, they also fixed subtitles that the original, yeah, it's just multiple so, Twitter postings. So would that mean that, like, when they released it, so whoever was transcribing the film messed up a couple of times and they corrected that? I'm not quite sure. Like, like I said, it's kind of vague. Um, that doesn't seem too bad either because you're not really need changing. To do a- do we need to do a reaction video side by side? <laughs> yeah. Possibly. So, like, if we own the DVD, it's going to be different. Yeah, does anyone own it? The Rise of Skywalker? Did I yeah, think on I do. Home video? I know I have the other eight. I was going to say, I definitely know I have the other ones. I don't remember if I bought that one. Wow. I didn't. I wasn't crazy about it. If I'm 100 honest, run to the store right now. To, yeah, I, I want to buy. A copy. <laughs> I'll, I'll buy a copy eventually. I promise you. But um, right now, I'm still still living with my parents. Unfortunately, working on that. Working on that. But obviously, I can't. Hey, have there is no it. shame. I know you Save live where money. you it's you good. live where you live. <laughs> I mean, me too. So yeah, there you go. There you go. Do what it's you got to do. <laughs> that's, that's good thing. So yeah, I'm kind of worried about like kind of what precedent it kind of sets for them kind of changing it like that i mean we don't I mean, have... it doesn't really seem any different from what they did with the original trilogies because you can't find the original copies of those anymore and they changed a lot yeah i think in 2004 they re-released the original theatrical releases on dvd and that was the last time official lucasfilm original trilogy got released that was untouched but um yeah yeah lucas doesn't want to uh ever release those to the public but uh i'd buy him why it wasn't his i mean it wasn't really what he wanted to show the public he was so disturbed for the simple fact that they had to use camera tricks they had to um the technology wasn't there of course um i know when they rode on in the speeder into moss Eisley, they put vaseline on the lens to smudge out the wheels and you can clearly tell that once we found that out, you can clearly see that on home video, how it looks oh. kind of weird at the bottom. Huh. Um, I didn't know it, that. It wasn't, really it wasn't, uh-uh. yeah, it wasn't his vision. It, he had a grander vision okay. for Star Wars. But in a way, that helped the films, I think. It gave them more charm. And of course, us old fans, we fell in love with the original trilogy. Um, and the use I, of, of Muppets was, and puppets was like the best ever. And it worked. I mean, it, it yeah. simply worked. Mm-hmm. And in Lucas's mind, it wasn't his his final vision. And of course, when he had the opportunity in 1997 to re-release, he he made all the touch-ups. But even still, it wasn't his final vision for what he wanted. Um, because he, he did, I guess, they, I don't know who added it, but someone added McClunky. I think it was George, right? 
when well, when Greedo McClunky says McClunky wasn't until Disney Plus is Disney Plus. Yeah, that was right. the first time I ever heard it. I personally hate it. <laughs> but I, um, I'm completely it's, indifferent. It's weird. I, but... It's just one of those things where I've seen the movie so many times to suddenly add it. Just it just it just feels wrong and out of place to me. I just so don't I know guess, why. Like, who watched that just, and was like, whoa. "We need to add." I know we. I know it, what this scene needs. Yeah, it just it, it didn't <laughs> it didn't really add anything to this scene. I just I didn't under I don't understand why. If someone has a, an answer, like that's let fair. me know. But that's just fair. to me, I just don't understand why it was necessary. I'm I'm still pissed about uh, changing the song at the end of Return of the Jedi. That's the thing that I you know if it's not hum na yeah. hum na hum na hum na hum na hum na ho ho. I mean that freaking banger man yeah <laughs> yub nub is a classic <laughs> so, yeah so. i have i have the original on vhs so i have the untouched versions i do have copies of them so and i will cherish my, them and those will be the versions that i wish my children well. so. <laughs> my dad we have them on a shelf in the basement like i look at them they're beautiful oh man wow well, back go. in uh back in the mid 90s um there's something called laser disc which was like a huge CD, like a record. It was like a CD record hybrid almost type thing. And our school, I think I was in elementary school, they bought one. And I remember they'd show us stuff in science and they'd pull out this big, huge CD. And I found out later on that Star Wars was released on those. And that was the highest clarity that you could see a Star Wars film without going to the movie theater. And of course, it hadn't been released yet, re-released at the movie theater. So I would hear stories of people like, yeah, that's the ultimate way to see Star Wars back in like, what, 1995, 94. Um, but I never knew anyone that had a Laserdisc uh, player because they were like super expensive, of course, because it was brand new technology. And cool. people thought that that was going to catch on. But of course, it didn't kind of died off pretty quickly. Well, while we're talking about that, I'm going to small piece of history unrelated to Star Wars, but I guess kind of sort of. They actually used to have HD VHSs were a thing. And you had to have like a special player for them. Look it up. It's like interesting. Or I didn't last. But there was actually because then Laserdisc was also HD. So they had like HD formats. And then like early 2000s came around and those formats died out and they had like standard definition stuff. And then it wasn't until like DVDs and stuff that had HD again. So there was like a chunk of time where we had HD and then didn't have any HD and then had HD again. So there's like, but what was the resolution where you couldn't get things? Um, I don't know. Probably 720p would be my guess. Okay. I don't know. Did they even? Here's my question. When we had like Kathy Raytube TVs and stuff, CRTs, did they right. even have like a resolution? Or, I, uh, yeah, it was, it was 480, okay. 480i, 480 interlace. Okay. Well, there you go. I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know if like that was, you know, after the LED, yeah. LCD era that we had more resolution. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. We had a laser disc in my high school because apparently my science teacher had a movie on a laser disc. And it was the only way to watch it. And I'm like, if it's that old, is it still like up to date current science? <laughs> <laughs> but we had to watch, we had to learn off of a video I played on a laser disc in mm-hmm. high school. That would be like 2011. Yeah. Because they were the size of like records, right? Like, yeah, they were huge. Yeah, they were huge. Weird. It's wild. That's wild. Yeah. But they look like DVDs. I think they were actually bigger than records. Yeah. It, it was I think weird. So. Not by but, much, but a little bit. Yeah, but I was little, and everything that I see now looks smaller than what it was when I was little. Yeah. You old man, you. Yeah, yeah I'm going to be 40. Oh, no. So, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so the next right. thing I wanted to talk about, <laughs> get away from that. Back to Star Wars. Yeah, was the uh, information that uh, dropped that uh, production designer for Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman 84 will work on the Patty Jenkins Rogue Squadron film. So it looks like Patty Jenkins is trying to bring in her kind of team that she's familiar with. And for me, I thought Wonder Woman was a pretty good film. It looked really good. So that goes to the production design. Um, And 84 looked pretty good too. I liked the first Wonder Woman better than 84, but... uh, I think this is a good move on the part of Patty Jenkins to do this, um, that she has maybe a shorthand with a production designer. Uh, but uh, what do you guys uh, think as far as her bringing in people that she's worked with for this uh, new Rogue Squadron film that we don't know a lot about? 
I think it's a smart move because when you're building a team that you're going to make something, especially if it's like really big, you want people that you can trust and communicate easily with. And if they already have like shared experience on these two other movies, uh, they'll already have like a, a vibe or wavelength that they're working on. So it'll make production smoother in that aspect. Um, I know working in uh, theater and then in college when I was on short films, if you don't have a team that uh, blends well together, it it's not going anywhere. So I think pulling in people that you know you work well with is a smart move. Yeah, I'm right there. I mean, I think that's pretty typical for directors to choose the same core group of people. I mean, like if you're a director, you almost have the same director of photography and stuff. You almost always those people are the same for every movie you guys work together with. So yeah, I don't yep. know, not a big surprise. They're going to know who they work well with and how like everything flows. So totally makes sense. So uh, more information comes from Star Wars and Um They're saying that uh, Lucasfilm is indicating that the story will be set for Rogue Squadron in a future era rather than closer to the events of the original trilogy. Um, and as such, there's some speculation that the story uh, may be one of the first significant Star Wars projects set after the events of The Rise of Skywalker. So I know there's a rumor um, that maybe Daisy Ridley is in talks to, to return to Star Wars. Um, and I'm totally for that. I mean, we set up her character... I think we all want more. Uh, I think there's a lot there, especially her and Finn. Finn being mm-hmm. now that we know that Finn is force sensitive, make him a full blown Jedi. I have him. Yeah. I mean, he can wield a lightsaber. He was he was pretty good in the Force Awakens. Um, so I would love to see that stuff. And it seems like they're also from that same article. They're going to take. They're going to do kind of what Filoni and Favreau did and pull stuff from Legends. So it looks like they're going to pull storylines and and details from the old Rogue Squadron novels. But it seems like it's going to be set in the future, and, of course, Rogue Squadron wasn't. Uh, so uh, what, what are your guys' thoughts on that? I'd love more sequel content, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. And it would be really cool because, like, we have all these, like, Force-sensitive children out there. Like, Ray can kind of, Ray and Finn can kind of go out and just, like, you know, educate them on, like, what they are. Because they probably have no clue. Like, you know, it's been so long since anybody really knows who the Jedi are, even. To just kind of, like, almost rebuild it. So, do you think they would maybe reset up the Jedi Council and the whole Jedi Order? Or do you think that that's probably not the way they would... <sighs> I don't... I don't see that being like Ray's thing. Like I don't really see that happening. I almost feel like like the old religion might be a little dead and maybe they kind of come up with like a like a more a new like a new kind of order. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we ever get like another series of things like another let's say 20 30 years after the sequel trilogy. So, you know, I think it kind of just ends here. There might be some like little things, but I don't think they go off and tell a whole other story post rise of skywalker so um yeah i don't think they're gonna develop a new jedi order or you know i don't know yeah i'm kind of hoping that somehow some way maybe in tv uh we get ray back or um we get the big three back ray finn and and poe and of course we have the clone wars with the prequels what's to say they don't do another animated thing for the sequel trilogy i mean it, that would that'd be awesome that would kind of rhyme with with what's been done in the past so and they wouldn't have to act per se they could just do the voice acting and i'd be cool with that because i, I, I want to see kind of what happens and i mean ray just got her lightsaber i want to see her in action you know yeah like like i want to know, I like, see that what's saber next. action yeah that's, that's fair i don't know <laughs> All right, so we got the the episode called Decommissioned from the Bad Badge. It's episode six. Uh, so, yeah, I just finished rewatching it. Um, and I know Brooke brought up the fact that the big kind of revelation, non-revelation, was the very end of the episode. Uh, you see a figure appear, 
and uh, we got Trace and Rafa back from Clone Wars season or yeah, Clone Wars season seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them reports to that figure, and of course, Sam noticed that um, the reference of he, uh, so we know it's a male. Uh, so I Not think the Ahsoka. quick, yeah, the, the the quick kind of assumptions and guesses and speculation was the fact that it could be Ahsoka because her droid is right there, R seven. Yes, they have um, her droid, and she's also she's the only link to the Martez sisters. Like they weren't like they didn't know anybody else. They were in the underbelly of Coruscant. Like she's the only one who we ever saw interact with them. So we know that Ahsoka has to be like the middleman somewhere. Like she clearly like brought them into everything. But I don't think that figure could have been her. I think I know who it is. At least I have a pretty good idea. So getting real detailed, if you look at the texture and the color tones of the outfit that the figure is wearing, it's very, very similar to stuff that Bail Organa wears in the Clone Wars. So I think that's I what we're all thinking about. There's a lot of speculation that it's Bail. And if you... Like, I looked really closely, and, like, the textures are the same. He's got, like, a really similar, like, details around his neck, air, like, shoulder. So, I think it's it's a pretty good guess that, is that it could be him. A really good guess. Also, like, like in the Ahsoka book, like, he's kind of, like, because, like, Ahsoka kind of goes off and, like, does her own thing. Like, I won't spoil the book, but, like, he's kind of the one who, like, how they, like, meet and how she kind of, like, ends up being fulcrum so he's kind of like the tie so that would kind of make sense that it would be him also thinking about it that way yeah i'd be so in favor for jimmy spence to come back and he just got his star on the hollywood walk of fame as well this past week it appears yeah yeah he's done a lot of stuff he's been around for a long time and yeah he's uh I believe he uh, he is a Latino, so he's a part of my race. So I'm always all for more Latinos in space. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, he's been in Rogue One, and he's and he was in uh, the prequels as a uh, Bell Organa, and we got to see him in action there. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty cool. The other thing that I failed to mention a couple podcasts or several podcasts ago, or no, it was one podcast ago because it, the act the uh, the voice actor that plays Sid. I guess because I'm an old guy, but it's Rhea Perlman. It, she was an actress that was on the uh, the hit sitcom Cheers for a long time. Uh, she was one of the bartenders, along with Woody Harrelson, of course, who played Beckett. And I would always wonder for for a while, she was just kind of one of those actresses. It's like, what is she doing now? I haven't seen her in anything. She, of course, she's married to Danny DeVito. And I think they both appeared in Matilda, right? I know Danny DeVito's and Matilda. <laughs> okay, so Rhea Perlman didn't. Okay, I have but no idea. I don't. I don't know who that is. <laughs> so yeah, Rhea Perlman is also the sister to Ron Perlman as well, um, and I think people were getting that confused. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, she's the voice of Sid, and I was like so shocked when I found that out. But yeah, Sid is back in this episode, and she reemploys uh, the Bad Batch as, as mercenaries. What was the name again? Uh, Rhea Perlman, I believe oh, it's R H E A. Yeah, she's in it. Yeah. So yeah, she. Re- yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I think she's with her real life husband, Danny DeVito. In that yeah. Movie. Yeah. So oh, is she like the something? the mom? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got you. I got you. So yeah, they get the Bad Batch get reemployed by by Sid, and they go on a mission to get a tactical droid. Uh, I guess head. I guess maybe they're looking for the entire droid. I think they were looking for the whole just droid, the head. Right? Oh, yeah. were they? The, I think I, they were looking for the whole droid. Is my estimate. that was the yeah. whole droid was the goal, but I think the head is what's important. I okay. think right, in the right. droid universe, like the, the the brain of the droid is still in the head. So, like, if they just got the head, they were they were chill. I think that's my understanding because they just wanted okay. like I got the, you, I got you the um the yeah what's the word the data information tactical yeah, data. Yes. Yeah, well, because I was actually looking up about them because I didn't really know anything about tactical droids. I'm 100% honest. But they were like smart droids and they learned things about like the clones through the clone army. And so like if, you know, the rebellion can kind of know more about clones and how they operate and stuff and their tendencies, then that's that's valuable information. So that, that's what I, that was my understanding. So, you know, 
And maybe maybe that's why the Empire goes away from clones too. You know, speculation out there. If the rebels get all this insight. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a possibility. Yeah, and one idea that I actually heard, uh, it, it's it's not something I don't think any of us thought of, but the reasoning why Tarkin doesn't want the clones um, to to be around it, he wants to just get uh, recruits, is the fact that if the chips fail, all the clones will automatically know that something mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. happened that wasn't supposed to happen, and, and then getting that order, um, they'd be just pissed. Like, yeah, so Could you imagine. Right, so they would like go they did, back it's not like the they Empire. like they if they had the choice, I highly doubt they would have chosen to right. kill all the Jedi. That's probably not what they have done at all. So right. to learn yeah. that you were manipulated like that, yeah, maybe that'll happen too. Who knows? That'd be kind of neat, or at least like a group of clones kind of has that revelation. We know obviously inhibitor chips, chips can be uh like removed and stuff, so mm-hmm. it's cool. which I'm really surprised that. Clone Force 99 did not even remove them once they figured out they were there. Because, like, we see Wrecker, he hit his head, and he's... So many times. (laughs) Like, literally, the first time it happened, I knew right away that I was like, he's going to keep hitting his head, and it's going to, like, trigger the thing. Um, And it semi-did in this episode, and I was just like, oh, like, why don't... Like, why wouldn't... Like, if I knew that I had a chip in my brain that might, like, make me go crazy, basically, I would, like, take it out immediately. (laughs) I don't know. That's just not... As soon as Wrecker said good, I screamed. He didn't even have to finish mm. the sentence. I <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, I just. Yeah. But he seemed to snap back out of it. So. He did, but just still. It's probably just going to take one more head hit. Yeah. And he is reckless. So it will happen very soon. <laughs> I'm ho- My hope is that Omega knows about the chips. So she might know how to remove them. Or disable them or something. I don't know. That's what I'm. Cl- that's the hope I'm clinging to. <laughs> I'm still waiting for her to be useful in some way. <laughs> yeah. Nothing against her. It's just uh, the show. She's like I, I'm really enjoying. I'm really in- yeah. She's just there. I'm really enjoying the show, but it feels very much like like almost a copy and paste of the Mandalorian. Like you've got like a big tough guy or a group of big tough guys who adopt a child. Who gets them into trouble and is just kind of there and is special, but we don't know why. Yeah, you know, we have to get that reveal right. I mean, there's we, no, yeah, there have the Echo or not Echo. Sorry, uh, Omega has to have a purpose, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think we all kind of figure that. Yeah. I think figuring out why uh, a bounty hunter is after her is gonna kind of put those pieces together. Right, we still don't know who employed Fennec Shand. So that's still a mystery. So still lots of ongoing mysteries here. But she did get better with that bow that she picked up. She did. So, well, and the first it. time she shoots a blaster in like episode two or three or something. She yeah. Like, she's like a she crack shot, it. right? Yeah. So maybe it's more of an instinct or a yeah. thing, reaction thing, as opposed to like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm enjoying the show. I'm not really looking into getting huge revelations for the Star Wars universe, but yeah, I'm enjoying it for the most part. And uh, I think we have about how many more episodes left? Is it 12 or 16? I thought it was 16. Okay, 16. 16 or 18 is what I was thinking, actually, but I think it is 16. Yeah, I think it's 16. It's it's twice as much as an eight episode season. Okay. 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 I remember making that connection. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, so they have to develop a plot at some point. So when that I happens, keep, I'll be into it. Right now, I'm kind of like I keep waiting because, like, yeah, like I said, I'm enjoying it, but I'm just waiting. Like, I really wanted to see more of like the shift from Republic to Empire and like seeing that, and we just haven't really seen a whole lot of that yet. Mm-hmm. And also, like, we haven't seen Crosshair, right? He's the one who's back with yeah, yeah. He's the last few episodes. What's he been up to? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Evil. i just feel bad for him because you know he's not doing it on purpose yeah sad so we have a bit of casting news robert ems has joined the cast in a supporting role on andor and i don't know if anyone's been watching that show uh, chernobyl on hbo 
but apparently he's on that show. And I heard Chernobyl is pretty good as a TV show. Um, I know it's based on the uh, huge disaster out uh, in the USSR back in the day. Um, And also Duncan Powell uh, has uh, been cast to reprise his role as uh, Melshi from Rogue One. Uh, He's one of the characters that was named, but he really wasn't concentrated on. Uh, So... If you rewatch Rogue One, I believe his name is said a couple times. And unless you're watching it with subtitles, you don't actually kind of realize what they're actually saying. But they're naming the character uh, during the battle at Scarif. So that's pretty cool. I love it when they can bring back the older characters from the films, like uh, Genevieve O'Reilly as Amon Mothman. Re-kind of integrate them into future projects here. So you think that'll be an Andor? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, okay. Yeah, and of course, yeah, we're hoping for... I mean, we're kind of assuming that Jimmy Smith is going to be back in there because he's alive at that time, and cool. it makes so much sense. So, yeah, hopefully we have that kind of connective tissue there, and I think Star Wars does a pretty good job at it. Um, so that's pretty much all I had for news. Um does anyone else have anything that they wanted to add did, to the podcast? Really quick. I mean, did we bring up that R7's in the last episode? Yeah, we mentioned it a little bit. I think we uh, mentioned it, yeah. That's, yeah. Kind of, that's kind of a big deal, you know? It is a big deal. Yeah, so destroyed. So, yeah. Because that I think, I don't know, I don't know if I read it somewhere or that, like, was it either Rex or Ahsoka or one or the other or both? They, like, found the wreckage of R7 after like the order 60 says i forget what planet they crashed down on um but they like found him and put him back together did i make that up did i read that somewhere no yeah he he <laughs> was in pieces and he was uh yeah. re-put back together so yeah the droid i don't know if it's a he or she but it's a droid it's really it's a they <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yep <laughs> All right. So, does anyone else have anything they want to talk about? What are, what have been your Star Wars thoughts this week? What have you been thinking about? What have I been thinking about? I don't know. <laughs> Lots of Star Wars stuff. So yeah, I've been actually thinking about not purchasing anything for a while and paying <laughs> back all my debt <laughs> from Galaxy's oh, Edge. That's bold. That's bold. Oh, but. I, I got- uh, but so celebration is actually happening in May, and the hotels went online, and I was trying to get a hotel secured. And the funny thing is, is that they had the virtual queue again, and the last time they had it, they had like this little running man in line for you in the virtual queue, and people made a patch of it, and they had them at Celebration 2019. Oh, but this time funny. they just had green dots, and it was weird because. I came to the assumption that you could click on the button before they went on sale, but by the time you got to the front of the line, maybe you could time it just right and be at the front of the line right when they went on sale because there's a finite amount of of rooms you can can, uh, reserve. So I did that. It worked, and I wasn't all the way there right at, uh, I believe it was 2, 2 p.m. Central Time. But there was only like a hundred people ahead of me, so I got in there and I got a, a room reserved. But of course, nice. I didn't get the room or the hotel that I wanted. Of course, everyone wants the Marriott Convention Center, which is actually connected to the convention center. It's just you just walk out your room and you're in celebration. So, but there is a way that I think a lot of people didn't read the email. But if you carefully read the email. If you got a hotel reserved, you can actually email the um, the organization that kind of runs the uh, hotel blocks, and you can ask them to move you to the hotel of your choice. And if a room opens up, they'll do it. So oh. there's a little uh, tip there. Cool. The more you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm going to do that here uh, before we publish the podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> I haven't yet. I just haven't had time because you have to write out a personal email and have your confirmation number and all that stuff. And when all that went down, I was at work and I was like, I just don't have time for this. But, uh, <laughs> sure. But yeah, I'm totally planning on going to celebration. 
we all know that my daughter graduates next year and the school calendar right now shows that she graduates in June. So celebrations happening the last weekend of May. So I should be able to make it. And I'm thinking about driving. I'm probably going to drive from Texas to California. I've done the drive before. I believe it's 2000 miles. So I've done the drive before I did it in 2018. Um, but uh, the benefit to driving, of course, is you can take all your all your gear and yeah. come back with all your your merch mm-hmm. safely or relatively safely. You know what's happening to it uh, when you drive back. So yeah, I want to finally wear my Thai pilot at a at a celebration because I've always been afraid to take yeah. it on a plane. So, and I, I think Colin's going to go as well, and he's going to take his his Mandalorian. I know we're definitely we're planning on it. Yeah. yeah, definitely hoping, planning on it. Yeah, I want to have. I want to bring my short trooper if I can. That'd be really, really cool. But you gotta ship it. And that's yeah, I think you got thing. it, man. Do you do you think I'll have a costume ready by then? Worst the case, deadline? worst yeah. case, I want to have a rebel pilot by then, and that's what I'd wear. Um, and then I can do the run of the. Uh, oh my goodness, what's his name? The uh, Willow. Willow. The ice cream. Oh, guy? Will Rowe yeah. Hood. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's yeah. The one. Yeah. So I gotta do that. I want to be, I want yeah, to be you just <laughs> need an orange jumpsuit, like yeah. the hair, maybe a mustache, yeah. and, then and then the uh, Camtono. Yeah, you can get that ice cream machine for like 20, 30 bucks on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people buy them. It's, it's, it's usually bought by Star Wars people. <laughs> so and now it's even <laughs> been made more popularized by The Mandalorian. So Yeah, yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. Yeah. But Sam, I can tell you this. I can almost guarantee someone from your surrounding area in the 501st of the Rebel Legion is going to drive. So maybe if mm. you could take your stuff and let them take it for you if you don't uh, yeah, that's necessarily a pro move. trust. That's a pro yeah. Move. yeah, I don't want to drive across the country. That sounds bad. That sounds awful. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie. That sounds it's awful. Like, it's like a three or four day drive. So. Yeah. No. But see, the thing I found is if you're the one that's driving, time goes by way faster. Yeah, yeah. I've so, driven. I've driven to know. Los Angeles once from Michigan, but uh, yeah, that's that's a that's a doozy. So, yeah, I would like to fly. Yeah. So, Ray, any updates on uh, going to celebration? Um, Collins on that one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I pretty much am just like letting him fill me in, and I'm like, we going? We not? I don't know. He'll tell me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I am signed up on the newsletter if there's like tickets available or anything, but. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah, pretty sure there's going to be tickets available. Yeah. I don't well, think the ticket there's, is, there's, is the real kind of problem you need to worry about. Because they're going to be there. I would sure hope they're going to be 100% capacity by then. Um, I'd be very surprised if they aren't. By then, I would be um, extremely surprised if they're not. Yeah. And so if you think about it, then they're only going to sell like right now. They have to think as if they won't be. You know, so then there's no way they sold more than 30%. I've already seen like a couple people in like some Star Wars groups like having to like get some refunds because they're not going to be able to make it now. So, yeah, and there's that whole thing too where everybody's tickets roll over. And so then people aren't going to completely different side of the country. It's not going to, you know, not everybody can go. So I I Mm -hmm. think getting tickets won't be an absolute nightmare. Be a little tricky, but it'll be doable. Well, we're also going to have the light ticket exchange back again. And of course, the move from August to May. People are going to drop those tickets because yep, I mean yep, graduation yep. and whatever else is happening. Mm-hmm. Just don't have those vacation days for that time or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think it's tickets. I don't think it's it's going to be a big issue. Um, just lodging and food. So yeah, and sure. getting there, of course. So mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah, I really want everyone to try and go. It'd be great to get an actual like picture of all of us together. I was hoping we were going to do it for May fourth, everyone be together. But uh, yeah, it was it was a little, I guess maybe short notice. But uh, and I was kind of on on the edge, pardon the pun, uh, going. But uh, yeah, but I was able to make it. So yeah, it was awesome seeing you guys, meeting Sam in person, and seeing Brooke again. That was awesome. Yeah, it was a blast at, at Planet Hollywood. Oh my gosh, yeah, that was so good. fun. I'd never <laughs> been there before and it was really fun and my food was phenomenal. And our, our waiter, he was absolutely great. So yeah. 
Yeah, he, he, he was, was just like was really cool. interactive and really energetic, even though yeah. it was like like uh, what was it, eleven p.m. <laughs> it was late. Our reservation was late. Um, yeah. Yeah, we used to have a Planet Hollywood here in San Antonio, but then it, it went away, and I never went to it. And yeah, that was actually I think my first time at Planet Hollywood as well. <laughs> mm. So. Yeah. So I guess that is it for this edition of the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. And for Sam, Brooke, and Ray. But first, before that, before we go, I want to say this. So if you want to support the podcast, uh, definitely go check out uh, Apple Podcasts. Even if you don't use Apple Podcasts, just go there anyways, write a review, give us five stars. Be a whole lot of help for the podcast. Uh, Also, we're on Twitter at Stuff Pod, uh, Instagram Star Wars Stuff Podcast, uh, TikTok. I'm not quite sure if we've released any new TikToks since the last time, so. but uh, <laughs> yeah, we have a little bit of an archive there, and of course Patreon, Patreon.com, uh, Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Stuff Podcast two one eight two one eight seven, and of course we released a bonus episode uh, commentary with uh, Colin and James. That's out already. Um, and yeah, we got quite a bit uh, bit of listens on that. And uh, we're thinking about actually releasing um, a second weekly podcast. So uh, I know James, Colin, and I are kind of in talks about maybe trying to schedule something. I told James any time that he can podcast during the week, because I know his schedule is, he's, he's usually pretty busy on the weekends. That's when we usually record. So, and I know everyone wants to hear James's opinions on stuff and um, yeah, we might be doing that in the future. And uh, Sam, I know it's been a while, but uh, don't be a stranger. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I got a new job. I've had a lot of life things. So yeah, I know we all got things, all kinds of life things. things going on. Yeah, I haven't been yeah. out in a hot minute, and I was like, I need to get on the podcast. Man. So, <laughs> so stuff yeah. happens. Yeah, definitely. Pun intended. So yes. for Sam, Full. Brooke, and Ray, my name's David. May the force be with you. Always. Always.